Welcome to the first inaugural Vape Weekly broadcast on the VP Live Network, hosted and created by Kevin and Russ. Uh, this is a Rev 0.5 release, and it's a technical proof of concept, so hopefully everything will go right, and if you're listening, I hope that you will enjoy it. So what's on the slate tonight? is going to be a couple different interviews. Um, all right, so uh, what's on Slate tonight is I'll give you a little bit of background about myself. Uh, then we're going to have an interview uh, with uh, Adam from uh, Pro Art Vapor. And then from there, uh, we'll probably go to uh, 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 an interview with uh, Pip uh, from Suicide Bunny. And then we'll, from there, uh, go with an interview with uh, Grim Green, and uh, from there we'll talk about some different advocacy things. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I, I mean, uh, again, I'm figuring this out as I'm going. So the technical aspects of getting things going uh, will be what I'm trying to figure out. So a little bit about myself uh, is uh, my name is Ed Wolf. I am a vapor. Um, 
I was a former smoker many years ago. I was able to quit smoking all by my lonesome, um, which was always interesting to me. Um, and um, so I'm one of those people, although I never did it, uh, who wonders why people can't quit nicotine. I understand it's, it's something different uh, for other people, um, but it was never a problem for me. I just chose to not do it. Uh, I also didn't smoke inside. Um, but I was doing it for the nicotine and, and whatever. Um, so I smoked for a couple years and then I, and then I, and then it is actually true. Uh, there was a shop that was, uh, a gas station that was close to me, uh, that was selling, uh, Lucy's for, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, 10 cents, uh, 25 cents for one and buy three for 50 cents. Uh, and, uh, you know, that got me started again. So I smoked again for a couple years and then I ended up quitting. I used the patch at that point. And when I used the patch, I realized I enjoy the nicotine. So um, then, uh, so I have to not look at the chat because as soon as you do that, you lose your train of concentration. So I won't be looking at the chat unless I'm saying I'm going to look at the chat. Um, so uh, from there, let's see. Um, right. Uh, so I started smoking again, and then I used the patch to get off it. And the patch was a really nice thing. The thing about the patch, though, anybody that used it, it will give you strange dreams at night. And that's pr probably because you're getting loaded with nicotine the whole time through. And so uh, that's that's a problem. Um, and, uh, and so I used that, and then I got off it. And then, you know, after I, you know, I... I think that the patch was actually a prescription that was provided at that point. So from there, you know, I went to, to nothing. And uh, then I found that I missed the patch. But I also, uh, because I'm half Greek and I've got hairy parts of my body, which would be all of them, uh, the patch would literally, uh, it was like waxing your body. Uh, you would be left with patch marks. So um, I could not find a place that that wouldn't happen to um, and you're supposed to put it on your side and stuff so from there I, I started up with NRTs I started with uh, with using gums and then they then they I started using the lozenge when they came out with that the reason why I stopped using those things is because I noticed that my teeth were getting loose in my gums uh, that I could actually take and grab my teeth and move it around and I found that I could I could move my teeth so I figured I did a quick research on Google and found out that yeah there is something there that nicotine and gum tissues is not the most wonderful thing together I speculated that if you mix you know if you have nicotine mixed with your saliva and it's sitting against your gum the whole time it might be doing something uh, I didn't find that I had white patches or those other precancerous legions that are associated with chewing tobacco and other stuff, uh, but uh, maybe a little bit. But but it was the, literally I felt that my the the gum tissue was loosening up, so I quit that. And then uh, at that time, uh, it was about the time when e-cigarettes were coming out. So I researched the heck out of them, um, and then I just didn't do it. I, I didn't. I didn't pull the trigger. Uh, then for a birthday present, right back in 2013, 2013, uh, I, I burnt the whole uh, you know credit card thing uh, on uh, V2. And the reason why I chose V2 is because they had testing data. They were the only people at that time that had testing data of the e-liquids. Um, and so they have a lot number and you can search your lot number and it tells you what it is. I didn't know any of the ingredients or anything whatsoever about the stuff back then. So uh, I figured uh, if they're, at least if they're telling you a whole bunch of stuff, they must have put some thought into it. I didn't even realize that their e-liquids are made in China and their testing is done in China. But, you know, 
even it, it seems like an American company, but it, it's it's at least they had the testing. So I started that. Then I had the you know uh, I think these stories are are like common from from most people that consider themselves vapor these days. The cardamizer would burn out. They cost too much, um, and um, it just it wouldn't do that much. But I used the V2 because the V2 had the 4.2 volt little SIG-like battery and I know there's you know for the old timers there's some controversy with this that some people really don't believe that it's 4.2 and stuff but I, I looked on their website and they had an engineer talking about how they actually specified it to be higher as far as I know nobody's ever tested it but V2 assured me that they had a little bit more punch to that so that'd give you more vapor production what, right about then, when I was starting up, is right about when V2 started selling their own e-liquids. Um, and so um, they they started with their own little refill things, which I thought was innovative for this type of, you know, for any type of Sigalite, because they actually had refills. And then they, they were rebranding uh, Kanger uh, eSmarts that would fit on the end of an 808. So you're able to... I quickly went to e-liquids. Even though I'm using a Sigalike, I'm using e-liquids. I've got two or three batteries. You know, one is on it, and then I'm puffing away, and the other one's charging. So uh, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, look, the e-cigarette batteries. Uh, you know, uh, the Sigalike batteries run out so fast." If, if you have multiple ones of them, it you know, it's not that big of a problem, other than you have to switch it, which I never thought that was that much of a problem. So I was, um, I still think that a lot of people disregard Sigalikes uh, for what they are. And I think the best proof of that, and I've been saying that for a long time, that the, the the best proof of that is the Joule. Uh, because the Joule, if you look at the form factor, it's basically a liquid Sigalike. Uh, after I moved on uh, over to uh, ProTank Minis, um, uh, the Protect Mini 2 actually, uh, the uh, uh, V2 came out with their own uh, patented liquid uh, Sigalike. So um, there, there's that available now, which I still have not tried. So that that is sort of my progression in in through vaping. I've recently uh, tried sub ohming and I've tried uh, temperature control. I'm not a fan of either one of them. Um, I, I, I prefer to puff and uh, I think if you see George Burns toking on a cigar uh, that's kind of the way that, that I vape I, you know, I, I, I puff it in my mouth I puff 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 and then I'll, then I'll, uh, I'll you know, blow it out pretty fast uh, so I'm using uh, 12 milligrams I started with 18 but I rapidly went down to 12 12 is sometimes too much I need to get maybe 9 or 6 because when you're driving in a car or you're at a vape event, you tend to vape more just because you do. And so I need lower nick there. I'm currently using a, uh, a Nautilus Aspire um, Mini. And uh, I'm using the BVC coil with the new and improved uh, cotton head. So that shows you where I'm at as far as my technology. Uh, that came out essentially a full 14 months ago and to me this is the this is still what I'm using I haven't found anything that that goes better than this um, and there's some good some for, for my style of vaping and there's some people out there like uh, Zen who made his, something called a kabuki tank which is, uses this coil so I'm not sure how close um, 
you know, there's going to be anything different for me in vaping. So when a lot of people talk about the technology hunt and the technology drive, I'm out of it right now because I'm using what I want. I'm vaping what I want and I haven't found anything better. Uh, temperature control, um, I'm not convinced on any of the materials used in the, I'm not convinced on nickel. I'm not convinced on, uh, I have to read on stainless steel. Uh, titanium, I think is probably okay, but uh, I'm not convinced there either. So it, it, I'm also, I have no compelling reason to be convinced. Um, so um, that's it's the one thing that I'm looking at as far as uh, what's in my hand, which I just covered, uh, is I'm looking at the C-cell from uh, Vapepresso. Um, and that's the ceramic wick that is, uh, in, you know, in, surrounded by cotton. And it's supposed to be really, really good. I need to, uh, because... Uh, I, I want to research stuff always before I use it. Uh, I want to find out if uh, if the ceramic itself has lead in it. Because if you looked at the first MSDS for the Aspire ceramic BVCs, you would find that they did have a small amount of, of lead in it, uh, which was apparently fine with the SGS rating on them. But, you know, who knows? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, but so that's the one thing I'm looking at right now. Um, see where where would I go from here? Let's see. Um, I am again. This is going to be uh, uh, technology. Uh, this is going to be a little bit uh, pieced together. Uh, a lot of what this with this equipment, I'm just uh, just figuring it out here. So uh, let's uh, let's start off with uh, well, lady, ladies first. I think. All right, this is Ed Wolf uh, with uh, the Vape Weekly. This is a new podcast. I'm giving this a shot. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear. I'm here with uh, Pip uh, from Suicide Bunny, and uh, you know this is a vaping at the Sun. So, uh, tell us about what's going on with your company right now. Uh, we're just busy, you know, uh, always creating new products, trying to push forward and uh, and and help people get off cigarettes. That's so what we're doing. How many products in your line right now? Well, I've got three lines, so of course Suicide Bunny uh, is the original line, and then King's Crown and um, Cloud Company, the newest line. So you're, you're distributed through Wolfpack, right? Correct, yeah. And is that your only distributor, or do you guys use more than them? Uh, just Wolfpack at the moment, yeah. So you're in how many vape shops right now? I think I ha we have about, how many? Fifteen, fifteen hundred. That's pretty good. Seventy countries or so. Yeah. So it looks to me like one thing that I really think that you guys have done well is because I've gone to vape shops and they, it seems like you cater to the vape shops more than the online thing. And, and, and is that is that what your strategy is? Absolutely. You know, the vendors, the vape shops, they're the lifeline. They're they're the people that get to be out there and and helping people every day. The end user. Um, so we definitely definitely cater to the vape shops and uh, we appreciate them a lot. Yeah. And so it, it, do, do people, do you really sell online at all, or is it maybe, do you guys go through Giant Vapes? We, yeah, we're, we're on Giant Vapes. Um, we have some online vendors that we, we love greatly. Um, we don't, I don't personally sell my own products online, but... Right, it seems yeah. like Giant Vapes is like the clearinghouse uh, for, I mean, it's like the go-to place. Oh, the, he has... It's like the best buy. Yes, of, uh, Mike carries everything. He does. It's, it's a great site, though. So anything coming up in the future that you guys can talk about yet? Oh gosh, what are we doing? We're, you know, it's, it's right now, you know, just crazy with convention season and, and trying to get out there and, and reach as many um, people as we can. Um, there's always new stuff. Might have, you know, little seasonal summer release coming up, a little something something. But <laughs> so I'm starting a new podcast. Maybe I can have you. For my listeners now, I can I can assure you people. 
hip looks better in person than she does in the videos. This, this woman is gorgeous. So, and, and people thank love your line too. Oh, thank you. All right, so much. we'll talk to you later. Thanks. All right. That was Pip. Um, and then I'm going to go to another interview. Just burn these things up now. Uh, and this was it with Adam over at. Uh, he's at. Uh, 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 Jeez, uh, Pro Art. Uh, and uh, it's it's going to be a broken uh, audio uh, because it uh, occurred um, and got split because of the sound of the uh, the show. So let's see how this works. Hey, uh, this is Ed Wolf with the Vape Weekly. I'm here with uh, Adam Saracola and, uh, you know, with uh, Pro Art Vapors. And uh, just tell me about your line, what you guys are doing. Uh, well, we also have our other company, Parrot Vapors, and we spent the, basically the last 15 months uh, preparing, getting as far ahead as we can, uh, getting ready for the FDA. So, you know, this, do you guys do a lot of shows? Because I've, I've only been to, I've only actually been to uh, ECC, and I, I don't think I saw you guys there. Were you there? Yeah, we were there. Yeah, that was such a huge conference. I missed everybody. Yeah. But so, uh, how many different do you have? You have, you have this line and pair. How many different flavors do you guys have? Uh, well, with our new line, this is what we're focusing on. Now we only have three flavors. And so, what are those? Uh, Project Alpha, Strawberry Shortcake, uh, Railroad, which is a raspberry limeade, and On Time, which is a butter pecan ice cream. And uh, you know, how many different shops are you guys in? Uh, about 120, and also UK. And so I'm looking here, you got your whole product standards thing, you know, so it looks like you guys are preparing for the FDA. Uh, can you tell me a little, just a little bit about that, what your approach is and what you're thinking? Well, Because a lot of people are interested, you know, nobody knows what they're doing yet. Right. Now, at the end of the day, we know that cigarettes have 100 times up to 700 times more diacetyl than anything, than, than even right. the worst case situation with e-liquids. Um, but with that in mind, people getting scared and all that. We have no diacetyl, no AP, no acetylene. Uh, we also use a Carl Fisher titrator, which ensures there's no water in finished product. Okay. And people ask, why, why would you want wa why does water matter? It's just vapor. Well, what people don't realize is when H water is H2O, two hydrogen, one oxygen. Well, it just so happens when the oxygen molecule melds with the glycerin, it tears away. So now you're left with two hydrogen. Alright, so uh, obviously right there, the uh, the live band was uh, testing their music outside of the vape event, and that, that was uh, a group called, I think, Saliva. I mean, it was a serious rock group, and they had serious sound systems, so that's why it got broken there. What he was describing at the end, uh, I'm, I've got another section here uh, where I'm going to finish with him. Um, you know, uh, but it got interrupted there. He was saying something about uh, using a method to make sure that there's no water inside of vaping because when so he was saying this first stuff I've heard about this, um, and and I think it makes sense. I don't think it's BS, but something about when you have water, it peels off the hydrogen when when it mixes with the uh, the propylene glycol. Because uh, I know for a fact that propylene glycol, uh, there, it mixes very well with water. It, it, it wicks water. So whatever that process is, this is something, you know, it's something I want to explore. Maybe it is bullshit. I don't know. But uh, it, it sounds interesting because what I've had experience that I, the reason why I think it's what he's talking about is, is very real is because uh, when I have uh, changed my wicks, like when I take a BBC cotton, I'll boil it. And, I, and because I'm lazy or, or whatever, I don't dry it out fully, thinking that it's just water. Oh, uh, what's the problem? 
when when I, unless I dry it out completely, it never wicks properly. It never works properly, even though it should just dilute the e-liquid at the beginning with the water and then I should be able to vape through it. It doesn't do that. And so I think what he's talking about is definitely real. I just don't know the science or the mechanics behind it. But, uh, you know, the obvious answer is what, what people would say back to me is dry out your coils before you, uh, before you use them again. Uh, so that's the simple one. Uh, so here's the end of it. Uh, let's see if this, uh, let's see if this will work. Hold on. All right, we're back now. So, what's your signature flavor? What's your what's your top seller? Uh, well, right now it's actually railroad the uh, raspberry limeade, but I'm in love with Project Alpha. That strawberry shortcake is to die for. And, and so, what's your price? You know, what, what is your, what's your price point? Uh, uh, well, it retail is uh, minimum twenty six ninety five on a sixty mil. And then, uh, you know, if people don't have a local shop, is there a place they can find you online uh, to buy Absolutely. stuff? Ejuices.com. Ejuices.com. Yep. All right, man. Thanks, Adam. Uh, right. We'll talk later. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right, brother. All right. All right, so uh, that's that's uh, Adam from uh, ProArt. Uh, I, I said his name correctly there, but unless I'm looking at it, uh, I'm not going to be able to say it, it again. Uh, I'll uh, try and reach out to him and see if uh, we can have him on the show later on. And uh, and since uh, I would save this for later, but this was this is the person that I wanted to be my first guest, you know, because. Um, it's the legendary uh, Grim Green, and and I and I say that jokingly, but at the same time, uh, I think that it's I've listened to so many shows, and I think it's such a common experience that people say that I watched Grim's uh, you know videos at the beginning, and and I did my I did I had that exact same experience. I watched him. He had some introduction vaping videos. I mean, and and he was there and. And uh, I don't know, maybe because he's a California kid or whatever, he, he's very personable, and then he has that whole little toot thing. And so um, it, it was just a way that you could listen to somebody about a kind of an odd topic like vaping. Uh, there, The first item, you know, you got a Sigalike that does one thing, but then when you have these other things that look like, uh, you know, lightsabers or sonic screwdrivers, um, that's a whole other thing. So um, I, I think... I think that so many of us have had that same experience, and, and I wanted him to be the first guest. However, all I could get is this, and I'm going to try and bring him on a guest late as a guest later. Uh, but here we'll go. Let's see if this works. All right, this is Ed Wolf we're here uh, from the Vape Weekly, the brand new podcast. I'm over here at Vape Sun. I'm over here with the infamous, the legendary, the man, <laughs> Nick Grim Green. Infamous. So I wanted to ask you about Namber Juice because that's something you don't really talk a lot about on your videos. Sure. So I just, you know, give me the once over what's what's going on with Namber Juice. Are you, know, are you in a lot of stores? Where do people buy it online? Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, what's the biggest seller? And uh, sure. what's coming up in the future? That, that'd be all the questions. Yeah, that's, I think that should cover everything in the history of Namber Juice. Yeah, we run uh, Namber Juice. So it's a liquid company. Named after uh, your friend or your... Uh, uh, yeah, me and, well, now my ex. Oh, your ex. Um, but that's how it started. We decided back in 2012 that uh, a good logical next step was to get into the business side of it. In 2012, I had been reviewing stuff on YouTube for a number of years already. And so I would kind of wanted to... I don't know, make the next move, like make the next logical step. And so we decided 
Liquids would be a great company, great business to get into. And so we started off with uh, 10 flavors. I mean, this is back in 2012. We had 10 flavors, 15 mil bottles, and that was it. I mean, really small-time stuff. And since then, we've expanded into an Epiclouds line, which is for drippers, which is six more flavors. And then most recently, we released the Grim Cult line, which is three new flavors that is uh, it's kind of geared more towards... Uh, like uh, metal people. Uh, right, right. Uh, there's a lot in the vape industry. Not death metal. You don't want death anymore. Yeah. So, uh, no, we have we have death metal bands, and uh, you know I'm a metal guy. I grew up listening to metal, and there's a lot in the vape industry that doesn't appeal to me. A lot of oonty oonty music and and stuff like that. It just doesn't appeal to me, and so I wanted to make a juice line that appealed to people like me right. that listen to metal, and so that's where the Grim Colt came from and so that's that's what we have now it's all available on amberjuice.com do you sell um, through other you know you, you, you buy at stores or yeah we do a lot of wholesale to brick and mortar stores in the united uh, states are you all um, over the united states or i mean all you, over so you know just so you just have to call your vape shop to yeah. basically figure it out and all like, over the place you're in europe too now or yes uh we do some distribution in europe um our, i think our biggest distro right now is through Giant Vapes. We're on the Giant Vapes website right, as well. Right, they, and, They're the uh, premium sponsor of this event here. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to be talking to them next. Mikey and Giant Vapes uh, have been awesome. They're a great, great company to work with. And so, you know, we grow it as, as much as we can. I'm not, you know, I just want to pay my bills, you know, and, and get people some really good liquids. And so I'm not trying to be suicide bunny or, or some enormously huge vendor well, don't just, not you know, try to be that yeah. ahead, it's okay I mean, we have our place this is America so it's okay it'll make a money I know <laughs> I, you know but at the end of the day I want people to have a good vape and uh, sell some liquids and pay my bills so so what's your number one flavor uh, probably the donut pounder uh-huh. back in 2012 when one of our first juices was a, 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 a cinnamon glazed donut juice and it was really, really popular. So when we started the Epiclouds line, the first juice we kind of moved over to that line was the Donut Pounder, and it outsells everything else we have. And it's people just go bananas for it. It's delicious too. Is, it, is, is there a banana flavor in the donut? Is it? No, it's like a. It's a, It's basically like a fresh glazed donut. Uh-huh. Um, there's a there's a little bit of cinnamon. Uh, like a natural cinnamon, not like a red hot cinnamon or anything like that. And there's a, a little something else in there, just as a secretive ingredient. Um, it's good. It's 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 a really good juice. I wanted to ask you about the the, the sea coil, the sea cell. There, there was something going. I watched two of your videos, and then there was an update video, and then uh, like yes. you think Vapor Shark did some testing on. So yeah. if if somebody was coming on just 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 fresh right now, oh, sorry. Thank you. Uh, if, if somebody was, uh, you know, day one, this is day one C-cell, what can you tell me about the C-cell? What that, you, you tested that, right? Yeah, there was, uh, there's the little coil heads, they're the C-cells from Vaporesso, and when they had first come out, there was some concerns about possible particulates uh, from the ceramic coming dislodged from the ceramic right, right. and getting into your mouth or Same throat. Same thing that happened with like the Atlantis ceramics. Some, yeah, yeah, some concerns. So Vapor Shark ran some tests, and they came back with possible particulates. And enough, it was enough to warrant another set of tests. It was enough to raise enough concern where they would go, hey, we need to take a, a deeper look at this. We need to run more tests. And so this went on for, I don't know, two or three months. And they did a whole other set of tests 
that came back very favorable to the point where they said we're comfortable now selling these and saying that they're they're safe to use. Right. Um, I talked to my contact Brian at Vapor Shark, and he said these tests came back. We're confident that we can use these now. Um, we're going to continue to do another round of testing just to, because, you know, that's what you do in science, right. Right. and they're going to do another round of testing just to kind of validate what they got back. It's a C-cell right here. Yeah. And I've been using the C-cells, and, I mean, the flavor is stellar. Do you stellar. know if they're going to make yeah. a size for the uh, Atlantis, I mean, for the, the Nautilus? Do you know Oh, for Nautilus size? Nautilus size, because you know, know I have never moved on beyond, uh, beyond the uh, the Nautilus Mini. With right. The, I mean, it works that's for me. That's a great tank. Because I puff, I puff. You know, that's how I. I don't. I just puff. You know, right. almost like a cigar. So I'm right. hoping that they're going to make something smaller. I, I don't know. I don't know if they have any plans. I know that right now the C-cell coils are compatible with the uh, Triton and the other Aspire tanks, the Atlantis. You know, there's yeah, the, this is the Triton. Right? Yeah, it, the C-cells fit inside the Triton. Yeah, and I tell you. They're great. I don't think I'll ever go back to Cotton. Yeah, they're really great They're supposed to be good. I definitely want to try when I've got an Atlantis. I'll probably pop one into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's that Readywick company that uh, Vapor Joe's uh, is sponsored. I've, I've watched. They were talking about sometimes ceramic has like lead in it. And when I looked at the, uh, the MSDS for the Aspire, when they saw it, there was a little bit about a lead in there. But they were talking right. about the SGS was supposed to be okay. Do right. you know offhand? You might not know if there's any lead in there. I, I, I don't think know. they said there was no lead, but I haven't. Uh, I've looked at the MSDS for the C cells, and I didn't see anything about okay. lead. I'll, I'll check that out. Let me see what else. Uh, I guess to close it off, is is there anything coming up that you can tease? Anything coming along? Uh, uh, no, not really. We're kind of prepping another new Grim Cult flavor. Um, we're just rolling them out one at a time, but there's going to be hopefully three new flavors for that line. Um, but one in particular that we're working on uh, very rigorously, I guess. We're trying to really get it dialed in and perfect, and uh, hopefully that's going to be coming out this year. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. All right, so those are the uh, the canned interviews that I have, um, and uh, I, I what I'm looking for is the first caller. I did not advertise this show out to anybody. I didn't even put it out to anybody. There's a, a few people in there. I have available for the first caller from Randy from Poet via Enjoy is a bottle of Dragonscape uh, 30 mils uh, 12 milligrams so the first caller will receive that in the mail as the first caller and the first giveaway uh, and uh, it's coming out of my own whatever so uh, it's uh, it's sealed it's all ready to go uh, looking for a caller uh, and uh, let's see uh, let's talk about what's next uh, one of the things that I'm uh, involved with is something called VIA which stands for the VIA oh, sorry uh, vaping industry alliance and the the premise of that is a couple things is one is to get information out uh, through paid press releases uh, and it's uh, also wants to uh, aggregate vape shops together um, and, and in order to uh, have them work with their local city councils uh, because right now there's what I say is there's not a lot of a, a proactive way of addressing the city councils um, 
and um, this is something I've been talking about for a long time back when I first called into VP Live this was the, the main point that I had is that uh, and, and this was on Kevin's actual show uh, that if I were to have one message is, is that what can happen on the city and state lo and local levels to affect vapors is dramatically and significantly bigger right now than the FDA. The FDA is it's it's a long giant gun that could that could harm us for sure. But it's they've been trying since 2009 it's 2016 right now it's been seven years and they're still lining up and then what we've seen in places like Chicago and Indiana and and you know Washington for example uh, you know which Mount Baker vapor had to remove themselves and go down to Arizona because of the onerous and and the, the nasty legislation that was being pushed so uh, what VIA is, is interested in doing is 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 getting people together and uh, that was originally announced back in uh, November of uh, 2014 when I first pushed out VIA. Since then um, Safada has really jumped up its game and and I think it might have been right about that same time when they came out with their with their local state chapters and then from there, um, there was a lot of push in California by Mark Leno, which most people should be familiar with, uh, going after, uh, uh, you know, going after uh, all of vaping in California. Um, and and Safada uh, was able to aggregate into, uh, you know, uh, Safada, Northern California and Southern California. Uh, people that were doing that uh, in Northern California were... Uh, was uh, Stefan Dedek, uh, Jeff uh, Bratworth—I forgot his last name—and Carrie uh, uh, Hess, both the Hesses actually, and some other people are doing it in Northern California, down in Southern California. Uh, there was uh, Doug Hughes, and uh, I'm forgetting his name right now. He's—he's uh, he's a lawyer. I, I forgot his name. I'm sorry to him. Uh, but uh, they, they aggregated and they—they—they they, they got people to pony up together and. And get a um, get uh, a lobbyist, and that lobbyist uh, was hugely effective, um, and it worked with uh, some of the other. Um, I, I believe the only other lobbyist that I was aware of uh, was Enjoy. Um, and so, when you were reading the, the actual documents in California, you would see all of the body part groups. You know, there was literally 20 of them that were in support of it, and there'd be Safada and Enjoy at the bottom that were the opposition. And so I think most people are familiar with those hearings. So that, that uh, there, there's no way to, um, to beat Safada as far as where they're at. Um, and so that is why in 2016, I am suggesting that there be a giant push to, to have every vape shop and every, um, every manufacturer become a part of Safada. And, and the reasoning is exactly what I just said. And uh, you can see what's going on with, uh, with the fly-ins to Washington, D.C. Uh, I think later on in this month, uh, might be this month or it might be early part of next month uh, in March, uh, there's going to be a Safada fly-in to the state. Um, so that what a fly-in is, is when all the companies get together and uh, Cynthia over in, at Safada organizes meetings with... Um, 
with the actual congressmen, the senators, the state assemblymen, and in this case in California, the state senators, and and gets people into the offices. And, and you know, th- most of the vape shops are very young, very young people. I don't think they know how to engage with their with their legislatures. Uh, and so when when by Safada doing it, it, it works out a lot. So I will be trying to get uh, Cynthia uh, from Safada on on as a guest. And uh, th- this is what I, if you look at the beginning part of each year, what happens is they load up and they launch all of their their rules and and if you if you're keeping up uh, all their new uh, legislation if you're keeping up with what's happening this year it's coming in super fast and it last year it came in super fast too this year it's twice the speed what's worse is that a few of the things that kicked in in 2015 actually did significant damage which is Chicago and Indiana and there's other ones too uh, plenty of them but those are the two that that just scare me of course there's there's also what what's going on in new york uh which is its own little animal too but a giant animal but with, with what happened in chicago it the the if, if people are not familiar with it, they they put in a tax which is basically 18 dollars for a 30 mil bottle and so that tax has to be paid on the existing inventory before it's sold i've never heard of a tax that needs to be collected before on a retail product before the retail product is sold never heard of a, such a thing so if you're a vape shop in chicago and you have your inventory that has nicotine in it your inventory is going to be taxed at essentially for a lot of these stores the same price as that their retail price is eighteen dollars a lot of bottles you know um, maybe maybe a bottle sells for 25 at, at a at a store so all their inventory is essentially worthless they have to if they sell it at twenty five dollars they'll have to pay eighteen dollars in tax and they're going to have to have at least paid that much for their inventory uh seven dollars that is and so they, they're going to make nothing um and so that's that's a big deal uh and in indiana um that's that's there's a there's a whole thing there's a right to be smoke free association that is working on that uh and uh that's something we can talk about later too so this year um uh, if it's coming super fast and the only entity that i'm aware of uh that has ever had any success on the state and local side is safada uh, and I'm talking about all the different groups, uh, and, and I'm talking about significantly, and I'm using California as an example, uh, but Safada has been there in each of the places. So, um, I mean, we can go through the different other advocacy groups. Uh, we can talk about CASA. CASA is very valuable. They, they have uh, 160,000 members, I believe it is. But when what my examination is when I look at the the actual physical presence at all of these hearings, what you're seeing is the business owners. And in California, I put together a video of about 250 people that were talking to the legislator. Of that 250, maybe 40 were individual vapors. The 210 of them are stores. And, and that 40, if you looked at the 40, a lot of them were in the Sacramento, the Northern California area. And if you look at the other hearings, like the ones, if, if you watch the videos of Indiana, it's the vape shops. Now, yes, they did have some people, you know, consumers there, but it's really the vape shops. So at this point of the fight, I think you have to go with what works. 
and you, you have to almost decommission on what's not working. And although it might not be super friendly or it might not be, uh, you know, touchy, warm feeling, uh, I, I think I'll just say it is that consumers can only do so much and they and they can what they can do is they can support their vendors but when it comes down to the physical the actual battle with the state legislators the the voice of the people is helpful don't get me wrong it is definitely helpful but the battle lines the people the the army with the guns and the weapons and the people that are actually in a fight are coming from the business owners so that's why uh, the best thing that CASA members can do is, is to support Safada members. So uh, what I would like to do is to get a giant campaign for Safada membership in 2016. We'll see what happens. Uh, we can talk about some of the other groups. Um, there's Vista. Uh, and Vista is this real oddball thing uh, created essentially um, to secure um, lobbyists. And the, the problem with using Vista uh, is that they everything is done fresh they basically get a new lobbyist for each state just you know pull one off the shelf the advantage to using one that's secured by Safada is that there's all that shared learning and that experience and that that national uh, organization that's going to help out with it um, we can talk a little bit about uh, well there's a couple other things about Vista I was involved with something uh, something called uh, free to vape which got uh, 40,000 people and sent out 160,000 letters one of the guys from Vista I don't know why what uh, this is you know and if he wants to call up at any point and explain that I'm wrong with what I've been told or not but Basil Ray was this guy that injected porn into the free to vape site which got everybody to decommission from it uh, Phil Brasardo ran away because of all this stuff and so he used to be the treasurer of Vista and so I don't know what Vista's all all into but the they, they knocked down a project that I was spent a lot of time on so um, they'll have to explain themselves I suppose uh, and and if I got that wrong if the information that I've been told that that Basil Ray and Vista weren't the guys that you know uh, injected the porn into the freed rape site I apologize now but that's the best information I have um, and so one thing we know about vapors is that we chew up our own like uh, like nobody else knows so uh, uh, there we go. Uh, so uh, then we can talk a little bit about uh, a, a hybrid, which is uh, the vaping militia. Vaping militia has um, used skulls and and uh, and the Nuremberg Eagle on their on their shirts and stuff like that. And it, it's something that that because of the name militia, a lot of people in legislatures can react to negatively. Um, so uh, I guess the policy is for them not to say who they are when they go to these things. In California, we had 250 people all show up, not a single boot on the ground from uh, the vaping militia. We're the biggest state ever. If, if shops are putting money into vaping militia as a, in lieu of doing it to Safada, you're making a giant mistake and the reason why is in California there's there's something called uh, the California environmental health thing they've sued 60 different vendors for selling e-liquids that didn't have the proposition 65 warnings that's something that Vista um, that I'm sorry that's something that Safada gives the local vape shops how to avoid getting sued by predatory lawyers which is a huge problem so 
Um, there it is. I mean, if, if you're going to put your money into something, put it into something that you're going to get a return on. And that's that's what I'm going to call Safada at this point. Um, and let's see what other organizations are out there. Uh, there's an old one, MVC, uh, up in... Uh, up in New York, uh, and they're they're having a show today. Uh, actually, this weekend, I can I don't have that much experience with them. Uh, I'm told they're under new management, but I can tell you what the old management did is when I discovered in Massachusetts that they were going after the first flavor ban in the city. I posted it up. I asked for help because you know there was gonna it came up fast, and MVC wrote a very formalized letter. Uh, over and, and got that into the city council. So I don't I don't know that much about what they're doing right now. Uh, it's kind of a I just because I don't know just because I don't know. But I can tell you the one time when I asked for their help uh, and I'm like nobody. Uh, they they put something out to to do something in Massachusetts. So to me that's that's good. And and I've seen actually there was another thing that uh, Rush Wishstart was explaining about something going through the health council in New York. And I was looking through all that information, and again, they had written a formal letter to the public health committee uh, that was submitted. Um, and so, even though I saw it with like two hours to go, they had already been there. So, there, there's so that so that's the other uh, one of the other ones. There's there's a few other ones, um, uh, and you know, I guess there's something called SFA, which is an outgrowth of uh, of uh, Vista. Um, and again, my, my recommendation uh, and, and my advocacy will be to rally to one and go to the army, uh, you know, all join the army which, with, with, with which we have the best odds of succeeding. And that to me is Safana. Uh, so uh, let me go over to, uh, I've got a list of different topics I want to blow through. I'm going to go back and look at chat right now and see if I'm going to have a caller. Uh, let's see. Oh, let's see how desperate I can sound. I've got no callers. Uh, so uh, let me go to my list. Um, and, and I tell you, the, the, from Randy, from Poet, via uh, the Dragonscape, uh, you know, um, you know, Randy from Poet makes some really, really good flavors. They're delicious. So this bottle that I'm giving away for the first caller is something of real value. 30 mils, 12 milligrams, Dragonscape. Enjoy, Randy from poet where's my caller anyway uh so back to here i got a list of things that i want to cover um public use bans again that that is what is is being done on the local side now what people can say oh look they're, they're outlawing it in a park that's bad uh but it's not that bad i mean you can just you can deal with it you can you know avoid uh, avoid being seen you can stealth vape uh, you can look around before you vape uh, I guess if you got a lot of children running around and you got some aggressive mothers they're gonna come at you uh, if you're vaping around kids uh, so be it I mean they're gonna win uh, so that that's that, that's one type of public use ban but the ones that we really are need to be concerned about are public use bans that apply to vape shops and and when when the when when the f people inside of the vape shop are unable to actually do their own vaping or or allow tastings, uh, so that's that's the big one. Then there's other stuff that cities will often do, like they'll they'll change. Um, you cannot vape in city hall. 
and they're going to be able to do that. There's no real, you know, you can fight it, but what's the point? If that's all they're doing, you know, you consider yourself lucky. One second. So, uh, public use bans. So, if one thing that can be done uh, by Safada when they're doing the state and local fights, and, and just by the vendors themselves and, and going into the city councils is to get the, the carve out for vape shops. It's absolutely critical uh, that that be done. And you want to have a good relationship with them and you want to be using the best known methods and the best known practices. And, and fortunately for, for local shops, doesn't take that much to join Safada uh, as a vape shop. Uh, I, I'm going to I think the lowest level for the smallest vape shop is 20 bucks a month, uh, and then it goes up from there. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna pitch. A, 90 seconds. I'm gonna pitch an argument of that there needs to be a special push for 2016, and there needs to be a 2016 level because this is where it's gonna count the most. And so, um, if if people can join this year, it's gonna be the most important year to join. Uh, so next is the, the known health effects. We can talk about what things are known. Uh, is vaping harmful? Uh, there's a new study that just came out, and I'll cover this. 60 in a, seconds. I'll cover this in a different show, uh, but it's essentially how much formaldehyde is, is generated from the various forms of tanks. And I'll boil it down, and I'll condense it all for the simplest, simplest way to explain it, is that your sensory tongue and taste things can taste formaldehyde as well as the instruments and so if you look at the newest study and I've only glanced at it it, it shows the 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 you know sigalikes all the way down to the best tanks and as you get even as you go to the best tanks they get better and they taste better and as as they taste better they actually are putting out less formaldehyde so uh, just like if you were to burn a piece of toast, it becomes carcinogenic. If you were to burn a liquid, it's going to it's gonna create formaldehyde. So the bottom line is is that your ability to taste the juice and it tastes better is actually doing uh, is confirmed by the scientific instruments that says that you're you're producing less. Um, what's the uh, uh, less uh, contaminants or whatever uh, you know if you, if you have a catalytic converter on a car it, it cleans up the exhaust if you have a really good tank that's that's functioning well has the right amount of uh, airflow and wicking and stuff it, it's it's a cleaner vape so that's a very good study uh, there are no no known health effects we, we don't have anybody that has said that there is a person that's been harmed for vaping and this is something when I've gone up uh, in front of various city councils I've, I've urged them to talk to treating physicians not not you know uh, research scientists uh, and PhDs like that but talk to treating physicians because I think after seven years of mainstream vaping that you would have a doctor saying this is bad and, and and you think that they would they would be soliciting and, and finding that person as quickly as they could and so far I have not heard one physician say you know treating physician my patient has been damaged by vaping so um, we can talk about health effects later flavor bans I think we've already touched on that sampling versus tasting 
uh, and this is a, a topic that Kevin covered in his last show, and uh, he was saying that Norm Bohr was wrong about the sampling and tasting. Well, uh, I'm going to say that I, I agree with Norm, uh, and he does uh, some sort of uh, vape mentor thing. Uh, so uh, if you need that information and that information is helpful for you, uh, you can procure it from him. Uh, if you already know what you're doing uh, and you don't need that information from him, I'm sure you don't need to talk to him. Uh, but it's, you know, uh, I, I think that there's just too much backbiting in the industry. Uh, so what, what, what was said is there, there's a belief that because it says no samples in the FDA deeming documentation, that that means that it's, you can't have tastings inside of uh, vape shops. And it, and at least my reading until we see the final rule we'll know for sure but and that should be soon is that samples were like the free cigarettes that were given away in concerts they'll give a, a pack away or if uh, I heard that enjoy was going around to different bars and giving away cigalikes it's giving a physical product a free sample a sample that somebody can take away with them at no cost and go and use as a full-blown product at their home or wherever or hand it over to whoever it's not tasting it's not sampling and, and you know sampling that's why I keep on trying to use the word tasting because tasting is what you are doing inside of shop you you don't when you you know try 15 different e-liquids in a shop and you walk away you're, you're not you're not taking anything with you you don't have a free sample you've just tasted it it's uh, it's like a, a store demo uh, and that it, there's no nothing being sold I think that's where it's gonna it's going to fall out on and it really becomes almost meaningless because uh, what what is more demonstrable and more effective for them to do is to say you can't vape inside of retail establishments the workplace and if that that that's why you need as I said earlier you need that to be carved out of the legislation and most it seems like if you get to your legislature and you and you and you use that as at least a fail-safe a last stand in the thing even if they're gonna go hard against you as far as not vaping in parks or whatever if you can get them to carve out that you can vape in vape shops that allows the vape shops at least to survive without it they're they're toast that's the biggest advantage that the vape shop has over everybody else is that you can taste um so um taxes i think we've already talked about it let's talk about uh something that's a little bit more controversial labels child uh child friendly labels as some people like to call it uh who knows what the hell that is uh, and what the definition of it is. Uh, I, I've heard some people, uh, you know, uh, there's, uh, say that if you see a, uh, a parrot on, on something, uh, if it looks like a parrot, it must be child friendly. Um, and there is, the First Amendment protects freedom of speech and protects business freedom of speech. So when Camel, when Joe Camel was removed uh, from the public square and taken off that that was not done and this is this is my best understanding uh, that was not done through the legislature that was done by UCSF and some of these other uh, environmental uh, you know uh, nanny state think tanks uh, that sued the, the tobacco companies and in part of their agreement in the settlement because they did settle uh, is that they said they wouldn't advertise like that there's there's large documents talking about what advertisements and and uh, tobacco companies can do 
and how the, the, the freedom of speech protects them. And, and there's, there's articles written by Cornell University, their law department, and other people that, that talks about this. Um, and he, here's the thing is that they're very interested in e-cigarettes because they know that they can, they can try and get these things the same way they got the old ones. Uh, but they can't really do it through the legislature because the the Constitution won't really allow it. Um, and so I agree that that things should not be um, you know uh, you know looking like kitty 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 products. But um, there's also a lot of sarcasm in in vaping labeling. Um, and so it is what it is and. and Here's what here's the takeaway is that all of the bottles out there that are really really bad are already out there and there's uh, I think his professor Jackler over at Stanford University who collects tobacco advertisement has a collection of all of these bottles and so does UCSF and they've got the pictures they've already gone out and got it so say you know uh, you know all of the all of the bad labels are get vaporized today they're all just gone poof they're all gone today and all these different groups on facebook that are running around with pitchforks and they get their way and all these labels are gone not saying that they shouldn't go away but the energy spent on making them go away is absolutely pointless because professor jackler at starfinder usually is going to hand over his pictures to anybody and, and he'll do it proactively he'll give them to him before the you know the the senator uh, markley or whatever his name is gets up there and so they'll walk in front of uh you know the the, the legislator and say here's what they're selling and and so if all of them were gone they still have the database of old ones and they're still going to use them a good example uh, is everybody's seen the the blue magazine advertisement with the girl in the bikini where it says blue beautiful advertisement it's very it, it, it's centered it's proportioned it, it has a clear message it, it, it's it's a good advertisement everybody's seen that and they always hold it up as you know this is a uh, you know sex sells that advertisement hasn't been used in maybe three or four years but it shows up in presentations all the time so for all the people that are that are you know attacking people and, and just saying oh my gosh you know you have a, a terrible label um, you um, you're not really helping that much because it's it's uh, there's something called ABC analysis where uh, you know the A items are are 20% of your your things uh, but they cause 80% uh, of your damage it's the 80-20 rule and then you have B items which are kind of in the middle and then you have C items which there's a whole bunch of them and they make almost no difference whatsoever labels uh, are, are C items because the FDA is going to do what the FDA is going to do they're going to put out whatever laws they're going to do and then everybody's going to have to adapt but the, the premise that people are, are going to that a news crew is going to walk into a vape event and, and take videos of this and be absolutely shocked and, and use it all against us it's it's a cute argument it, it but I've never seen a news crew walking around in a vape event, and I have yet to see somebody posting a news crew of, of people walking around in a vape event. I used to go to car conventions. There was all a bunch of car conventions. People were, you know, uh, modifying their cars, and there was something called sideshows and, and stuff like that. Most drivers aren't like that, and and there there's just a it, there's a curiosity level on on things like cloud contests. Uh, 
but it's it's not uh, and and some segueing into the next topic. Cloud contests are 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 bad, I guess. Uh, I mean, I think they're they're. I, I don't see that much interest in it, but some people do. And I've talked to Kurt Lobeck uh, over at Cloud Chasers Incorporated, uh, Cloudy Collaborations or whatever it's called. Uh, and uh, I mean, what I've said to him before is that I believe that this roaming band of cloud chasing thugs that are going around and um, blowing vape into little kids' faces is largely a myth. And I think that most people have been so conditioned by smoking uh, that they know that they can't do things. Plus, if 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 somebody was to walk up and blow just a steaming vape into a stranger's face, I think they they'd have a case for assault. Uh, and and because of the the legal people and the and the, the nanny, I think that you'd have a case like that. So people aren't stupid. Uh, they're not going to go and and screw around with little kids and and blow vape in people's faces. Um, so. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about flavors uh, again as the last topic. Uh, at the FDA meeting, they did a, 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 this is the second workshop. I went to all of the FDA workshops, and at the center one, they had uh, a person came out. Her last name is Trimis, I believe. Uh, she did a study on vaping flavors of kids um, in the Southern California region, and she, they, she found that, 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 young people like fruit flavors and they like uh they like uh you know things that are that are sweet and that that don't taste like tobacco uh, you know and 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 maybe a cereal flavor and maybe uh maybe a fruit flavor maybe um you know a dessert flavor uh or a beverage flavor they like these type of you know pina colada uh for, for example um and so she sat down very proud of herself and then was opened up to questions uh, and so the you would think that you know, like eighty percent or whatever the number was that 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 of young people like these flavors was meaningful. So I asked her the question, you know, what flavors do do adults like, and wouldn't they be exactly the same as the flavors that youth likes? Wouldn't they be exactly the same? She stood up. She said, I don't know the answer to that question, and she sat right back down. She got asked another question. She jumped up faster that time and said, I do know the answer to that. So th there, are, there are plenty of games that are being played um, by the legislators. So I'm going to go back, um, and uh, you know, we, we can talk a lot about the, the, the various forms of studies and stuff like that So uh, for another show. I'm going to take a look back uh, over here to see if anybody wants Randy from Poets and the Enjoy Dragonscape 30 mil bottle at 12 milligrams. And I get to keep it. I get to vape it myself. I don't see anybody else out there with it. Uh, I'm now looking over at chat. Uh, is there? No, I only have the one bottle I bought. Uh, so uh, there's a guy asking if they've got 9 milligrams. I do not. Uh, but. Uh, you know, uh, you can just uh, vape less of it. It's 9 verse 12, not that different. Uh, Mr. Maynard, if you want to call in, uh, there'll be a bottle, a brand new sealed in plastic bottle, Dragonscape. Vape like a dragon. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if anybody calls here. Uh, I'm, I'm begging. Um, anyway, I, I would like, uh, I appreciate you guys uh, that you've uh, come here uh for the first show and if you're listening on this replay that's when i'll, I'll push this thing out uh uh for for replay um 
and let me see if I can uh, play myself out a tune and uh, close this up and not lose it and stuff. I will be trying to do this show. Uh, I think you understand with the with the interviews that I did, the the nature of the interviews. Um, if people want to pay me to review your product, I will take your money and I will provide you with an honest review. Um, there's a lot of BS going along uh, with people complaining about. Uh, I, I've I've seen these people and they're up in arms because the the Chicago Sun Times was sending was paying Siskel and Ebert and they were getting to go and see those vi uh, the movies for free and then expecting when they didn't even have to pay for that movie to give an honest review. I mean, it's come down to that where where movie reviewers are allowed to watch the movies for free and they don't even pay their own money obviously there's a bias there because they're not spending their own money and they're getting paid to write their reviews too they're literally getting paid by the paper Siskel and Ebert the first sellouts the first sellouts alrighty so uh, uh, let me see if I can uh, play f figure out a nice little song for me to go out on uh, bink 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 uh, I'll take another couple looks here in chat while I'm digging up a song uh, I think that uh, I'm lost here. Here we go. And uh, here we go. Uh, it's going to be a hard year. It's it's going to be a violent year, and uh, you know uh, we have to fight. And uh, notches on your gun. Whisper on the wind, locked in silence. 
vision of violence. <laughs>